Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delady. So what? It's the Owen Odyssey, Michael Owen's book, Reboot. Where he reinvents himself as the Fonz, I think. <laughs> the Fonz of football. My life is the Fonz. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Fonzarelli Owen, as he's claiming, going around claiming his nickname was amongst all the lads. Spent all his time hanging around next to the jukebox in Al's yeah. diner, being the Ca- cool kid. Called the toilet his office. <laughs> yes. Weirdest thing about Fonzie, wasn't it? And I that saying something, because there was a lot of weird shit about that bloke. I used to fucking hate Happy Days when I was a kid. Why? I never got it. I never thought it was funny or anything. I, I just, even from like a small... He used to be on at like 5.15 on ITV when I was about, I don't know, like 7 or 8 or something. Yeah. I just thought it was shit. I used to always... I don't. I can't really recall what I thought of it critically. <laughs> I, I do know that... I didn't really have that many critical thoughts about a lot of the telly I watched in <laughs> you those just days. Consumed it. I just watched it. It was. It, why are you watching this? Because it's on. If it's on and it's not something really boring, do you know yeah. what I mean? Aimed at growing like a documentary or the news or something. Yeah. I'm fucking watching it, mate. You watch it because it, it kills half an hour, doesn't it? And, and we I didn't have much to. Uh, we had not much, not to, much to do. From. I was just fucking bored. I was so bored. Yeah. And. Um, I looked at, I think probably the appeal of it to me was not that I thought it was hilarious or anything. I think that in those days, in like the early 80s, the 50s was just like, it really was the epitome of cool. Like you just thought like, yeah, the 1950s, bro cream in your hair, a leather jacket, rock and roll music. Do you know what I mean? And although I know that that show was made in the 70s, there was just the idea that anything about the 50s just seemed cool. But the, the, the only vaguely cool person in it was Fonzie, and mm. the rest of them were just twats. Yeah. Richie, yeah. fucking... I didn't get that. Potsy, I wasn't sophisticated enough to identify them as twats. R- Richie's dad had a face like a dog. Do you know what, though? I really liked Richie's dad. He was the one I had the most affection for, and still Howard. now. I yeah. think he was a good dad. I think he was a good bloke, Howard. Yeah. And uh, he seemed to have a nice life. He had a nice rig. And his wife, yeah, she was a good wife. She was a good wife, wasn't she? Yeah, a good wife. And she always called Fonzie Arthur, didn't she? Yeah, that's right. 
started yeah. there, starting to have some fond feelings about it all now. But no, I think if we sat sat and watched an episode of it now, it would just be barely watchable. I think it would and be truly awful. And I fancy Joni as well. Yeah, of course. I quite like Joni Loves Chachi, the spin-off. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I preferred that to Happy Days. Chachi was a good bloke. He was... Um, I remember him being voted America's most attractive male right. on a number of occasions. And the other person, I don't know why I monitored this. I think on a number maybe, of occasions? Were you regularly following I, the America's I, I most I, attractive male? I think I male. really monitored it because he's not the only winner I'm aware of. Another multiple times winner <laughs> was the guy who played Punctuelli and Chips, who I think was called, was he called Eric Banner Eric, or something? Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada, yeah. Punch and Chips, yeah. Yeah, and he had a horrific motorbike accident, and that get written out of the uh, a series while he recovered. Yeah, and I think it was during that period that Chachi stole his crown. Yeah, probably. <laughs> while his face was all mangled, his beautiful oh, face. I can't even fucking enter the fucking uh, America's sexiest man this year. My face that, has cut the fucking ribbons off that, that bike accident. That fucking cunt Chachi's fucking stolen in, ain't he? Taking my fucking crazy. Yeah, well, don't get used to it, son. It'll be mine again next year once the surgery's finished. <laughs> I'll be back sexier than ever. <laughs> I think the um, I think they both got replaced in that. I, I think it was a similar thing to when um, Jukes the Dukes of Hazard went, went uh, on strike. Yeah, they did. Yeah, two people went away because one of them, one of the replacements. I think we've done this before. Or maybe I just researched it. Oh, eventually, we'll, we'll do everything again. Eventually, I think that you know that lady who was a geezer, um, and he was in the jungle, and he's to do with the Kardashians. Bruce Jenner now, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, yes, him. He. Her, her son. Uh, sorry, fucking hell. All right, edit that bit out, or we're all both fucked. Right. <laughs> nah. <laughs> we'll get. We'll get. Well, I'm going to get. This is going to be worse than the pharmacists, <laughs> right? She, but when she was a he, when she identified mm. as a male, yeah, she was one of the one. She was someone who took over one of the chips. Really, one of the chips? I literally can't speak English. <laughs> one of the chips. Yeah, she was, she was a chip. She was a chip for a while. Because yeah, she was a decathlon. No, athlete. then she became an actress, and she became one of the chips. Whoa, right. I didn't know this. Caitlyn Jenner, right? Let's do a little quick bit of Googling. Yeah, we will it. get on to my clothes. Caitlyn Jenner Chips. Uh, replaced Estrada. Estrada went on strike. Mm. Either pay, was it, or sexiness? Mm. Here's an interesting thing, right? Eric Estrada, mm-hmm. famously beautiful. Fucking is as well. I'm looking at him now. But yeah, back. Yeah. You're not going to believe this, but back right in the day, right back in the day, before he encountered various problems, mm. Pancho from the Flats was often compared to Eric Estrada. Now then, having seen a picture of Pancho now... Now. You can't I, see it, can you? No, I can, a bit. Yeah. I can, I can make the connection. If yeah. Pancho was... In fact, my mum, disturbingly, whenever we're talking about Pancho from the Flats, she always goes, oh, and he was such a stunningly handsome young man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was beautiful. And we're always like, he takes, she takes it too far. And we're like, all right, mum, stop fancying Pancho from the flats. Now, you've seen what Pancho from the flats looks like these days. He's got a yeah. lovely smile still. But yeah. you wouldn't mistake him for Eric Estrada. It wouldn't be the first thing you thought. But back in the day, when he had shorter hair and was much slimmer, that's what people thought. Wow. 
Yeah, and also ju- in Italy, a uh, joke was always if you found yourself wearing the same thing as your mate. You know, like if you went out and you were both wearing like the same top, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe your mum had taken you up mother care and you know, in the sort of 12 to 13 range, which was the oldest range they did, there was a nice Mm. T-shirt and you got it, but then your mate had it too. In Italy, if you turned up somewhere and you both were wearing something similar, what people would always say is, hey, chips! (laughs) (laughs) Because they had chips in Italy too. And it was their way of like, it was their, I mean, Italians have obviously awful banter. It's not a bantankerous country at all. No. But that was one example of that. That's sort of one of their best examples That's really of homegrown like banter. That. Yeah. Well done, Italy. Um, mm. When it started, I remember when Chips first started. I'm slightly older than you. You might not remember it, but I mm. thought it was the fucking best thing oh, I'd yeah. ever seen on the telly. Because yeah. it, it was the time when I just sort of got to ride a bike. You were just and getting into round, the bike. round the streets on my bike, and this thing came yeah. on. We'll play this episode out with the theme tune. It's one of the all-time great theme tunes. It is. Right? And to be fair, right, their gear was fucking brilliant, right? I do look at it now and think of it as rather homoerotic. It's very village people, right? Hey, I'm into it. They had these sort of like you know, lingering close-up shots on their extremely <laughs> tight trousers, <laughs> shiny buckles, yeah. big guns, black aviator gloves. sunglasses. I've just seen, I've just seen a, strata, a picture of Estrada with his black leather gloves on. Yeah, all that stuff. So it was it was kind of like gay cool, but yeah. that's, you know, that's good. And it was, uh, and you did think, fuck it, when you were a young boy and you saw that with that brilliant soundtrack on their awesome moments, you thought, these guys are the fucking bollocks. Exactly, that was it. And it used to start off pretty much the same every episode. They'd be riding along, doing a bit yeah. of banter with each other, yeah. as they did. That's not for a ride. Yeah, just that ride, cruising around, and that cruising. <laughs> um, and then suddenly someone would go past them speeding, and mm. their chase would be on. Oi! And their bikes would go up to like fucking 110 miles an hour while they caught this fucker. Brilliant. Mm. But they weren't that, their bikes weren't that sporty because they were quite big. They had those sort of yeah. saddlebag attachments and stuff, didn't they? Yeah, for the sandwiches. But, yeah. But they could, yeah. But they could go, oh, they could fucking, they oh, could, could go shift. quicker. They were deceptively fast. They could shift, yeah. <laughs> Not as fast as Street Hawk, obviously. Nah. And also, they didn't have what they didn't have, which obviously I thought was a, a real drawback. Was they didn't have any guns that came out of them or anything like that. They were yeah. simply just bikes. Yeah, it's where Street Hawk could fire missiles and shit. So, are there any American TV series now which are basically just action for like no, under twelve? That stuff just went away. I don't think what they the even fuck? make shows like that for under twelve. When we were kids. Every show, every fucking, fucking decent show was it? just action. Half an hour of glossy action. And we've done Tori Spelling before. You know, oh, sorry, yeah, Tori Spelling. What do you need? A couple of no. fellas. All right, here's one for you. No, it wasn't him. Who was it? It was the other fella. Oh, it was the, well, there's, there's Tori Spelling and then there's James the Garner's arch rival. Yeah. And but he is the, actually the king of it, isn't there he? There was the ear team. There was Airwolf. There was Street yeah. Hawk. There was Chips fucking... Uh, you know, there's one on every night of the week, pretty much. Night Rider. Oh, yeah. yeah. Blue Thunder, Manimal. Bl- yeah. I mean, I'm going a bit more deep here, yeah. but... Going a bit shit, but... Um, 
No, but that you'd watch them all. I mean, Manimal was a fucking good. I mean, Airwolf. Manimal is a show that I can't believe has never been adapted to a film or come back. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like a bloke who can turn into any fucking animal. We've now got that. Like some of the transformations. Got all the CGI, haven't we? Yeah, now you could do it really well, on good. Top of it, should we get the yeah. rights? Should we buy the rights? Who do we ring up? Really good idea. It was that. Um, I don't know if it was the same guy who created Knight Rider, the one who got who James Garner punched it's Glenn through a mobile Larson, home. Glenn Larson. Glenn A. Larson. He did them all. Knight Rider, A Team, Magnum. Magnum, yeah. MacGyver. I think he might have even done MacGyver. I, think, I don't think Magnum comes into that category because Magnum. A bit more grown up. Was a it? bit more grown up, but I'm talking A Team, Street Hawk, Knight Rider, Chips, um, Airwolf. Probably. MacGyver, MacGyver. Not, no, not MacGyver. MacGyver was more. I don't think MacGyver and Man, and uh, Magnum are in the heart to heart category. We were in uh, when we were like seventeen. You know, mm. when you're seventeen and like your first couple of mates pass their driving test, yeah. right? And it's so exciting because yeah. suddenly you're going around with your mates in a fucking car, mm. right? And my mate Ollie had a car, and uh, we were at sixth form college. And we all got in the car and he was not in it yet. And the weight of us all getting in the back <laughs> made it kind of start rolling on it. There was a slight slope in the car park and it started <laughs> slowly rolling towards some girls who we knew. And we were all in the back and thought, oh, the car's going to fucking, <laughs> going to like, we're going to crush these girls. <laughs> oh, I wanted to get off with her as well. And now, now we're going to flatten her. We're going to go to a funeral. Yeah. And uh, Ollie saw what was happening, spun around because he was talking to someone in that car, ran, caught up with the car. I mean, I say caught up. It was like only moving a very Three slow, very, very, very <laughs> yeah. slow. But he jumped into the door, like he jumped into the yeah. driving seat and just grabbed the handbrake and pulled it and it stopped. <laughs> and from then on, he insisted on referring to himself only ever as MacGyver, right? <laughs> <laughs> But Fair I mean, enough. it makes no difference. I mean, it made no sense because although what he'd done was very, very vaguely heroic, mm. right? Basically, pulled the handbrake on a car that was slowly rolling down a, a small slope. That wasn't MacGyver's thing. MacGyver's thing was he could take anything and turn it into something else. Yeah. But he yeah, thought so that, that pulling the handbrake qualified him as MacGyver material. It's not true, is it? It's probably more like the Dukes of Hazard if he jumped if he jumped in through the open window because that's what they used to do. No, he, he didn't, didn't jump in through the open window. The oh, door was not? open, so oh, it wasn't right. even that. He just sort of jumped just through the in, door. Yeah, got just in got, a got really into his slow car. moving car. Mm. Right. Yeah, so I mentioned heart to heart there briefly. Uh, that mm. is getting repeated during the day times. I think on the CBS channel or the Sony channel, whatever it's mm. called, something like that. And I remember heart to heart when I was a kid and. Uh, Jennifer Hart, Stephanie Powers, oh. always was always just she was like a mum on it. Do you know what I mean? She was the wife, the mum. Yeah, yeah she's a sexy mum. You though. see it down yeah. south, but I've, yeah. been, I've seen a couple of the repeats lately. Oh, oh, Stephanie yeah. Powers, fucking yeah. hell, absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> Fuck, and um, that was Wagner, wasn't it? Was it Robert, Robert Wagner? Wagner? Yeah. Who, who, of course, alleged, was married to Natalie Wood. Hasn't he? It wasn't there. Isn't it an allegation that he might have yeah, killed might, Natalie yes, Wood? Yes. Obviously, these are just allegations yeah, that are I'm unproven. Just checking to see if Robert Wagner is still alive before I elaborate on these considering, potentially slanderous. Considering the, the rumours that flew around about him, he did well to land a TV show that lasted for so many years. I mean, he must have got so much money from doing Heart to Heart. Yeah. He's and still then alive. there were, of course. 
there was Max and Freeway, wasn't there? Their butler and his dog. Yeah. Yeah, I was more drawn to the antics of probably Jonathan Hart, Robert Wagner, mm. and probably the dog, and then Freeway. the butler. And I didn't really Max. pay very much attention to Stephanie Powers, but now... Yeah, oh, it's the other way round, isn't it? Now you've okay, got, you're not, I bet you're not interested in Max at all. Not even slightly, and Freeway yeah. can fuck off Any as well. Any bits with Max and Freeway, of fuck off. First, speed through it. Yeah. <laughs> I might watch you one record it and then speed through those bits. I might watch one this afternoon. But he was married to Natalie Wood, and they got divorced in '62, and then they got married again ten years and later. And then she and then she and fell then off a boat and drowned. All, she went all dead in 1981. Drowned in mysterious so, circumstances. Mm. Well, let's just leave that there. Christopher Walken was there as well, wasn't he? Was he on the boat? Yeah, he was on the boat as well. Fucking course he was. The autopsy revealed Natalie Wood had bruises on her body and arms, as well as an abrasion on her left cheek. I don't want to think about it. I'll just talk about some other shows that come up when you put in chips. We've talked about Magnum 18. Miami Vice definitely doesn't fit into the same category. That was very much a late night show, wasn't it? Mm. Um, Cheers was just a very good comedy, doesn't it? Cheers. Cheers Cheers is coming to Netflix, apparently, very soon. Yeah. Airwolf. Yeah, Airwolf was in that that category. Um, Alf. I didn't like Alf. Alf. No, Alf's yeah. not in that category. In America, they love Alf, but I just wasn't interested in it. Was you know what a- Alf was? It was their version of Metal Mickey. Yeah. A normal family with yeah. some fucking freak. The freak. That lives with them. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a popular premise for a lot of 80s shows, because there was Bigfoot and the Hendersons. Sam, Sam, <laughs> we need to write a sitcom where me and you share a flat with a freak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That This was used to be a Results real standard part, premise. Sam. Results bot. Results you, bot, yeah. share sitcom, a buddy sitcom with a results yeah. bot freak. And it's like, we've either built him by mistake and now we're yeah. gutted because we can't work out how him. to destroy him. Yeah, we inherited him. From our mad sightless uncle. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe there's a deal where the only, the, the incentive we've got, we get a, quite a big bursary from a mad uncle, <laughs> but only on condition that we continue to care for his robot. For 10 years or something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll make some episodes of that for the IFS. Yeah, definitely. Subscribe now. Mm. Uh, do you think we should start talking about Michael Owen? Could call it something like me, you, and him. Me, you, and it. <laughs> me, you, and the freak. <laughs> me, you, and the cunt. <laughs> Jalapeno. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. 
Michael You've got to see the picture for Manimal when you Google it, right? It's like Manimal himself. I can't remember the character's name. And John he's Manimal. A, John Manimal is wearing a, a suit. And he's looking really serious. And he's next to this woman who's, who's staring at her. And she's got like 80s hair. And then inexplicably, he is holding a huge kestrel on his arm. He's got on a head like a hat. <laughs> yeah. And he's got this kestrel, but there's no explanation for it. Yeah. Have a look at that. He's looking He's looking dead like hard just to say, yeah, want a fucking go to, yeah? Yeah, well, you'll have to get past this kestrel first, cunt. I tell you, you're not going to fucking believe this. This is what's going to happen, right? You come at me. You come at me. I'm going to turn into this cunt and I'll rip your fucking face apart. <laughs> yeah. And she, her there, right? Once I'm done, I'll turn back into me and she'll want to have an off with me. Yeah, because she'll there, have seen... On the bed. She'll have been turned on by all my fucking Kestrel antics. And... <laughs> And by the time Plod turn up, I'll be all the fucking flown away, mate. <laughs> TTFN, dickhead, all I'm gone. All the flown away. All the fucking DNA is going to be Kestrel-based. I'm fucking <laughs> in the clear. <laughs> there you go. A crime with no trace. A think on. <laughs> <laughs> and she's looking as if to say to the same bloke, he's fucking deadly serious. I know he, it sounds far-fetched. I've seen him do it before. Right, I mean, I didn't believe him either the first time. I seen him do it. It's fucking mad. It's sickening, but it's also quite sexy. I've seen him but do it. Honestly, he's I, deadly serious. Don't don't push him. I seen him do it as a badger. It was amazing. <laughs> he did it in the pub on my birthday, right? And there were people causing trouble, right? And we were just out. He said we're out for a nice night. We don't want trouble. Leave us a, leave us be. And they wouldn't let it lie. And next thing you know, he's turned himself into a badger and he has fucking savaged them. It was, Took it his was fucking sickening. Took his face off. Took his face off. Ripped his fucking horrible. face off. Teeth and claws. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and then we went round the back of the pub and had it off. Yeah. In he the back, back alley. He, he turned back human. <laughs> we had and, an off uh, up against the bins. <laughs> yeah. And he, were, and he were human. And then old Bill turned up and we were like, oh, yeah. It was a badger done it. I don't know where he came from, but he's gone now. <laughs> we're happy to give you a description of the cunt. It were a piece of piss because there were no CCTV then. It were all eye- <laughs> it were all eyewitnesses. No one could believe what they'd seen. No one wanted to say what they'd seen because they thought it'd make yeah. them look mad. Yeah, incredible, fucking waterproof. It is foolproof. <laughs> Watertight. Watertight. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man! What's this show? Night Court. Night Cops. Night Court. So night and then C O U R T. Is that like a night sex court? court? That's also on this list. Now it looks like a legal drama, yeah. and it's a court that just seems to um, be on at night. Be on at night. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like Judge Rinder, but after dark? Yeah, court after dark. It says here sex it's court. A, sexy court. It says here it's a sitcom. Come dressed. To impress a night court. <laughs> night court. <laughs> Ladies, cocktail dresses. Men, lounge suits, please. It's a cross between, right? It's a cross between the... Uh, Crown court. The, it's a it's cross between the old Bailey and Studio 54. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are up for disco crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm still on the uh, the Manimal page. Doctor Jonathan Chase, a shapeshifter who mm. could turn himself to any animal he chose. If well, I had we three run, wishes, we'll run it now. But I'll send it out in the newsletter. If you watch the opening pre-title sequence of Manimal, I'm yeah. sure we've discussed it in the past. It is probably the best pre-title sequence ever because yeah. it, it explains Manimal's backstory. Yeah, and it it's fucking amazing. Shows him in action, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Shows him how he got his his shapeshifting powers. If I could have three wishes, one of them would be to become a shapeshifter. Definitely. I wouldn't even probably yeah. need the other two wishes. No. If I'm a shapeshifter, it's all up for grabs, isn't it, really? Well, but any other dream comes true, no problem. Because mm. if you can shift into whatever you want, then you don't. You say, keep the other two, give them someone else who needs yeah. them more than me. Give, give them to one give, of the kiddies. Give them to an homeless lad or something like that. Yeah. I'm all right. need I've got my shapeshifting now. I'm sorted. Think- Think about it, right? I could shift myself into Stormzy and be getting up. Like one of my wishes was going to be that I'm going to get off of that Maya jammer off of the telly, right? <laughs> off of Instagram and that. But then I thought, well, if I'm a shapeshifter, I could turn myself into Stormzy, couldn't I? Yeah. Go round, get off with it that way, and then get, <laughs> crack on to my next appointment, my next then, shape. Then go home. <laughs> yeah. Go home, put my feet up, watch your telly. <laughs> <laughs> My jammer. It says Manimal was scheduled opposite Dallas, so it never stood a chance, did it really? Mm. Uh, it was placed on hiatus after only four episodes. <laughs> Production ceased. What was? Okay, no, it lasted. It lasted four episodes, and then they oh, brought it back shame. for a few more. Another thing we could potentially bring back, if the rights are still available. Yeah, there were only ever eight episodes of Manimal. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? The mm. pilot, and then seven more. Fucking hell. Glenn Larson. Doesn't yeah, give a fuck, well, does he? It wasn't my biggest success, but, <laughs> you know, you got to... You, well, the thing is about telly is it's a numbers game. You keep knocking out the ideas. Quincy, bang. Knight Rider, bang. Night Court, bang. Manimal, bang. Not all of them are going to catch fire, right? But if you, have a, <laughs> if you have a strike rate of, like, say, two in five, then you're going to be doing all right. It's percentages, isn't it? You've got to play percentages. Play percentages, like with the lasses, you know. Yeah. Throwing the shit against it. the wall. Some of it's going to stick. Yeah. Wow. Animal. I wonder if they're on DVD. kind of want to see all them again now. Nah, you can watch it all on there. Uh, Do you reckon no they're problem. on YouTube? Yeah, watch it all on YouTube. I've certainly seen the opening sequence before on, on YouTube loads of times. Yeah, the intro sequence is there. don't think there's no. full episodes, though. Hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah. Michael Owen, maybe. Yeah. What's going on in Michael Owen's life uh, at this he, stage? He, he just um, the David Beckham thing. Um, and he's talking about being in the card school and just just being an eighteen-year-old kid and not feeling as though he was part of the, you know, the yeah. The even though he setup. scored this wonder goal and mm. the press loved him. Within the actual England camp, he hadn't earned his dues and worked his way up the hierarchy, had he? He says, every stage I believe the player should know where his place is. Although it was unsaid, I felt the same about the England dressing room. As much as I'd scored a wonder goal in many people's eyes, I certainly didn't think it was my place to play in the card school in 1998. 
Similarly, I was hardly going to waltz into the dressing room after the game, shake Tony Adams by the hand and say, congratulations on a great career, pal. I wouldn't have dreamed of doing that. (laughs) I was just a kid, he said. But then he says, sitting here now with the benefit of hindsight and perspective, I feel differently. Now that I have rebooted... Yeah, now (laughs) I'm the funds. Yeah. He says, let me preempt what follows by saying that what David did probably wasn't a red card offence in the first place. (laughs) Having said that. (laughs) (laughs) He says, while it was clearly premeditated, it was immature and petulant more than it was violent. But for me, that almost makes it worse. (gasps) Had he stood up and just punched someone in the face, somehow the disappointment would have been easier to take. Oh, so he's saying he's a pussy and a coward. Basically, yeah. He's going, he's saying, if, you're, if you've got a problem with Diego Simeone or anyone else, do what old Fonzarelli here would do. Get up and give him a right, good right-hander. Spot the cunt out. Don't yeah, just do don't a little fucking girly fucking your foot, foot flick. out like a fucking schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> because his flick out was so childish, it also seems so much more unnecessary. People will say it was a mistake, but my feeling is that if you want to win World Cups, you can't afford to make mistakes. This is a tough world we're living in. You've got to be bob on with everything you do because the margins are tiny. Bob on. you got so, to be bob on. <laughs> would we have beaten Argentina with 11 men? We'll never know, but we were playing well enough with 10 at the time. He's trying to say, yeah, we would have done, hasn't he? He's blaming David Beckham for would us not winning that World Cup. We've gone on to beat Holland and then Brazil and so on. We'll, we'll never, never know, know that, that either. either. You are really filling up space here, Owen. We'll never know that either. But what I'm saying is, yes, yes, we would. Comfortably. <laughs> is there life beyond our known galaxy? We just don't know. We can only speculate. <laughs> is there animals. a higher power, a deity, if you will, an intelligent designer of the known physical world? <laughs> Again, we do not know. I have my own opinions. Sometimes I look at some of my racehorses and I think, are these actually men? Men who have shapeshifted? I don't know. I can what never know. What happened on that fateful night in 1981 to Natalie Wood? Nobody <laughs> knows. It's one of life's great unknowns, just like what England's fate might have been in the World Cup in 98 had David Beckham not flicked his foot out like a little pansy boy. I say that nobody knows about Natalie Wood, but maybe some people do know. Maybe some people are keeping quiet because it suits them and suits their interests. I don't know. Unless my, we get my the point of view of... is, if you're on a yachting holiday with your wife and your profile is that high that you're currently starring in an international television franchise such as Heart to Heart, you have to be bob on in your behaviour towards your wife. <laughs> it makes no sense to invite Christopher Walken, the men of his ilk. <laughs> on the boat with you at the same time. Walking is unpredictable. You might, some might say volatile even. You A just don't cannon. know what's going to happen. There's no way you can hope to be Bob on in your marriage if you're inviting him along on romantic getaways on boats. Oh, your holiday. Your holiday will not be Bob on if Christopher Walker is in the room. That I guarantee you. Weird what tangent, we Michael Owen. We don't really know. All we can do is to try and persuade 90-year-old Robert, Robert Wagner to sit down to with a lie detector. Give himself peace before he eventually slips away, bows out from life's stage. Which, the end credits roll. Which will be very soon, it, I it will be. It may be a release for you, Robert Wagner, to finally <laughs> let the public know what happened on that dreadful, fateful night. <laughs> so this is where I will use my platform as Michael Owen and my book, 
rebooted to plead to Robert Wagner to finally give the human race truth and closure on the queen of all of our hearts, Natalie Wood. (laughs) Chapter 9, the Natalie Wood death. (laughs) Chapter 10, Caitlyn Jenner's brief role in Chips. Um... A lot of people ask me, Michael, when Eric Estrada went on strike in the mid-80s from Chips, do you think they should have just cancelled the show? (laughs) I said, I don't know. The series had been running for three years when I was born. I have very little knowledge of it, other than (laughs) retrospectively. (laughs) I've watched reruns. (laughs) Sure, who hasn't? (laughs) Their outfits. Now, that was a good example of something that was bob-on. (laughs) <laughs> perfectly matching well polished badges and buckles big and it, shiny guns oh, an inspiration for all of us <laughs> and then he adds uh, all I can say is that as I sit here now writing this book again that's another sentence that's filled a bit of space yeah. knowing how lucky a player is to appear in one World Cup never mind more than one I'd be lying if I didn't say that what David did that day hadn't let every single one of that England team down and every single Englishman and every right-thinking person on planet Earth. Mm. Did he deserve the abuse he got from the press afterwards? Certainly not. What human being needs to see his or her effigy being burnt? <laughs> he loves reliving it, doesn't he? He loves the reliving knife it. The has been proper twisted here, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Burnt. Burnt to a cinder. You could almost smell or imagine the smell of David Beckham's beautiful fake-tanned <laughs> flesh. Rotting in the heat. Perfectly quaffered hair. I imagine once the flames reach the hairspray, it'd go up like a fucking light. There'd be no turning back. Even if the fire brigade turned up, it would be way too late. It would be akin to a to a chemical or electrical fire. The type that you just cannot put out no matter what. Oh, what human being needs to see his or her effigy being burned? That's... Is that a genuine question? Do people respond to that? Yeah. Would you like who to see your effigy burn, Sam? Who, who wants to see it? No, I don't need to see it. I'll, no. I'll be honest. I'll be. You put a. a I mean, it's piqued my interest. I'd be intrigued. I feel like yeah. it's interesting to think about. Like, what mm. would I look like if I was being burnt alive? I would. I would watch video footage of it if it was my effigy being burnt. Yeah. I'd watch video footage. I wouldn't want to be there, present. While it happened, but no, because it would be intimidating. But if I saw it on the news, they said we've got live now mm. to um, a boots chemist where an assembly of Brit- angry British pharmacists are burning an effigy yeah. of the journalist Sam Delaney and, and the, the, the start of me, him, and the cunt Sam Delaney. <laughs> Yeah, um, in protest at some comments he made on this morning, I'd think, fuck it, I'd go, kids, pass the remote, we're fucking watching this, turn it up. Look at that, there's your dad, looks quite like me, doesn't it? You can't say you've never wondered, you can't say you've never wondered what it'd be like. They've strung me up to the the shop front, aren't they, like in a noose, and now they're covering me in the old uh, petrol. Oh, there it goes, look at that, oh, it's horrible. (laughs) It makes you think, doesn't it, kiddies? That could be your dad. <laughs> Makes you think twice about what you say in public, doesn't it? Even in jest. <laughs> anyway, go on, back to Manimal. <laughs> that were a nice little interlude, but let's find out what happens to the Manimal this week. <laughs> and the final sentence in this chapter, but David let us down. 
and I still hold some resentment about it today. Wow. And that's full stop. End of chapter. End of chapter. End of chapter, Ghostwriter. John Ghostwriter. But Michael, do you feel that we ought to... No, end it there. I've said it all. There it is. I'm going out to see me tend to me horses now. (laughs) We'll start the next chapter later. And the next chapter is just simply entitled Fame. So there we are. Yeah, because he's doing every chapter he's named after a Bowie track. What? (laughs) Yeah, he has. What's the last one? Heroes. Yeah, no, no one one's um Golden dance, years. Ma- dance magic dance. <laughs> time will crawl. Uh, young Americans. <laughs> nine, time will crawl. Number four. Water on gasoline. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Oil on gasoline. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway. The right, Bowie we'll Deep Dial will be coming soon. We'll leave it there. You've had about 10 minutes contractual obligation of Mike Lone and the rest of it was Glenia Larson again. The rest of it, take it as you will. My suggestion is, uh, especially to our younger listeners, get yourself on YouTube now, look up each and every one of the shows we've discussed. Yes. And realise how much telly, how much better telly was back in our day. And we will play you out with the uh, the theme tune from Chips. So enjoy that as well. Thanks for listening. See Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 